on last week's Irrevelations. Up again is Eliphaz, who started this whole f***ing thing uh, back in chapter 4 or whatever. He says that God has made me his enemy, and he hates me as he hates the most wickedest of people. Bildad comes back up in 18 and says, no, you shut up. God punishes the wicked, therefore you must have sinned. Just confess, repent, let's work through this, blah, blah, blah. But those things are the facts. Surely you know how it has been from of old, ever since mankind was placed on the earth. No, motherfucker, I don't. I wasn't there, so don't say stupid stuff like that. Basically, like, yeah, you guys are f***ing shitty, and the way you guys are tearing at me and beating the shit at me, you're almost as bad as God. It is a mess. I'm not saying God isn't wise. I'm just saying he's an asshole. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say this. I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. If you, t- if you Google mass shooting, the top post, like Google's top story, is an, yeah. NPR story, an NPR story. Why nearly all mass shooters are men? And they released it 23 minutes ago. Why are nearly all mass shooters men? Because we're the only ones brave enough to do it. <laughs> the balls to, to, to aspire for greatness. Uh, sure, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's put a, it all that, on the line, you know? That is a take, sure. Because you don't go back from that. You don't go right. back to your normal life after you do a mass shooting that I'm aware of. Typically not, no. Unless you're like uh, the Myanmar government, then you can, yeah, then you, well, yeah, or you're China and you're the Hong Kong police. Then, then you're allowed to. But other than that, it's it's that you have to do. You can either get away with like a couple small murders, right? You know, so like a low key serial killer, right? Or you kill everyone, like George Bush, and it's fine. <laughs> then everyone loves you, and you paint little paintings. The, you just don't want to get into that middle territory. You, yeah, you want to be somewhere between like a serial killer, just sort of piecing them off here and there, or you want to be like. Like the mega guy, like uh, yeah. Truman, you know. Um, yeah, Paddock but, almost broke into that. Paddock yeah. was up there. Paddock was almost too big to fail. But yeah. I'm just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but for like yeah. normal mass shooters, where you're just in the double digits, barely, you know, like you're 10, 20 yeah. people. That's that's enough where they they, they do crack down on you. You can't you can't yeah. do that. You're like a small black family applying for a business loan. You, you, you're yeah, just, just right in that sweet spot where you're not going to get it. Yeah, you're going to get redlined. Yep. <sighs> and they're always so ugly. Can we talk about that? What? No one says mass shooters. That, that mass shooters are ugly? Um, yeah. Yeah, I wonder, you know, because you, you, I'm making a lot of noise in the background. I'm kind of drunk. That's okay. But, uh, but you, you do find, uh, yeah, a lot of the mass shooters are are ugly and you do see a lot of correlation like whenever there's a mass shooting you kind of have the two camps you have the people who are like only in america everyone's got to give up all their guns it's time to give up your guns it's the guns that are the problem um and then you have the second camp that's like well it's not the guns it's a mental health problem you know we have to address the mental health problem yeah but there really needs to be a third camp that says ugly people are dangerous yeah, that's so what we need to we need to crack down on them. We'll see. Uh, Medicare for all would fix all this. A, it right. would get people mental health care. Mm-hmm, B, mm-hmm. plastic surgery for ugly people. Right. And C, trauma care for people that get shot. See, this is so all the problems are fixed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think the the right needs to uh, slow down their rhetoric on trans people. Because have you seen how hot some of these trans ladies are? Like sure. I, I think they could get away with a lot. What does this what does this have to do with the right needing to slow down their rhetoric? <laughs> well, I'm just saying I've always <laughs> tied seen, together for me. <laughs> I've seen trans people being like, okay, yeah. you know, every every time there's a mass shooter, you know, the GOP is like, okay, come on, come brace yourself. The liberals are gonna come for our guns. Yeah. But if they would just let these ugly people 
turn into beautiful women, then they won't. They're less likely to shoot up a Publix. You know, is all I'm saying. Huh. So you think if if you think if uh, if tra- like surgery for trans uh, transition was more available, that there would be less mass shootings. <sighs> Probably, yeah. I think I think that's I think that I, I would go on record and say that. And honestly, anytime you find a depressed person, I say just forcibly make them trans. Okay. You come in there, you're depressed, and they're like, fuck, you're ugly, you know? And they just they just give you the hormones, they turn you into a lady, they give you a fat stack of tits, and you're good yeah. to go. Sit them on your way, you know? Don't shoot up a, a theater or whatever, you know? All right, well, I'm not going to put that plan on my platform, but right. I will defend to the death okay. your right to, to have it on yours. <laughs> I stand by it. I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's better than nothing, which is what America's doing right now. And, and honestly, when 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 I'm politicking for president, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, well, we've tried nothing and nothing works," I'd be like, "Well, what we need to do is forcibly turn ugly people trans." Yeah, that will stop okay. the mass shootings. Hey, pitch it, throw it out there. Maybe start one of those. Um, start the the, the petitions online, change.org or whatever. I want to start like I don't a, think a GoFundMe um, is going to open this. <laughs> <laughs> to just kidnap ugly people and force them trans. Yeah. And yeah. just uh, that has to like, break the like, like we just we just grab ugly people off the street. We inject them with the hormones and we hold them down until they grow a vagina or however it works. And then and then we're like, see, he's fine now. He's fine now. He was gonna. Jesus. He was dangerous before. Now he's only a danger to herself. There you go. I guess. I'm glad. I'm glad. I was like, man, we should do a cold opener where Cole's drunk. This is going to go well. Should there be an article about something? 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 Pagan? Oh, yeah. So I was trying to read it to um, me, baby. So my idea of research for this, besides obviously reading the Bible, is to, uh, you know, like 10 minutes before we record, just Google things that might be interesting. Perfect. So I specifically Googled, was Job pagan? Thinking like, I wanted to see if there was people out there that had written about Joe potentially uh, having a pagan origin, right? But of course, when I searched that, the top hit I got from Google was a Huffington Post article from 2016 titled, How to Be Pagan When You're Out Looking for a Job. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> now, I can't think of a less necessary piece. That is funny. Well, because like, okay, pagan pagan just means kind of like not christian right like savage religion kind of well yeah like the, quote, unquote, the examples quote, unquote, it gave savage. the example yeah absolutely savages uh like uh <laughs> norse mythology right people that like have thor's hammer um right. the guys that have the ankh from like egyptian you know the like cross that's weird uh just like yeah old religions that people don't legitimately genuinely practice anymore but like helps right. them be special Mm-hmm. Helps them have a reason to write a story about how hard it is to find a job just because they keep telling everyone that the pentagram tattoo on their face is completely necessary, like <laughs> yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah. They're like, what, what's with the onk earrings? Oh, I'm big into ISIS. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> not the, the, the cool ISIS. They're like, I, yeah, yeah, I need yeah. much more explanation. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a soldier for ISIS, not the, not the one you're thinking of, the... The one that looks like a cat. Yeah. Um, or whatever. It's, it's like the cats. lady, right? Some lady so. god of Egypt? Anyways, uh, it was. it's an awful article, obviously. Um, they're just, the, the the tips are like, basically, you know, keep in mind that while it, it your paganism is an important part of who you are, you might need to rein it in during an interview. And it's like, who the <laughs> fuck needs to be told this? Like that you're not proselytizing in a job interview I, for Thor? I, I mean, I have interviewed people for jobs, and you would be surprised at how much people need to fucking rein in. I, 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 I do think there's probably people out there where they're like, yeah. okay, so tell me about uh, like some job experience. Tell me about a time where you overcame adversity. Like, all right, well, so I'm trying to get an abortion, right? And I'm trying to like. <laughs> And okay, so I'm like claiming religious exemption because I worship Ankh. And I was <laughs> like, okay, all right, I. Okay. So this is like a secretary role, like administrative <laughs> assistant. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a fit. That's a lot. It, do you know what would be actually a pretty good idea if you're a Mormon? You know, mm-hmm. they like have to capture so many souls before they die or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Pokemon like yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more like a decanter of uh, of life, but yes. Yeah. So it would be really funny if you're. If I believe what they do work. is they put like a little plastic figurine of uh, um, 
Jessica Rabbit in there, and then they jerk off into it. Into yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill out the jar. Yeah. Also, they take a picture of you, and then that obviously <gasps> captures your soul. Okay. Um, so, if you're a Mormon, a good idea for getting people to join your religion would be to go on job interviews, not for a job, but just to try to convert the interviewer to your religion. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if they're like, so why do you want to work at Whataburger? Like, first, I got to ask you, what's your feeling on your Lord and Savior? <laughs> All right. Do you like? Do you wish that you had special underwear you had to wear? Yeah, they're like, okay, but this is like a custodial position. I'm not quite sure. Uh, Usually, the interview doesn't last this long. Usually, by this point, someone has already admitted that they smoke crack, and then we we don't we hire them on the spot. But yeah, I mean that's here, back of the house, baby. That's how it works. Partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're running out of good dealers, which is primarily what the back of house at Whataburger is for. To yeah, sell drugs. Do you have any restaurants like that? Okay, so like obviously, yeah, mm-hmm. people sell drugs out of out of Burger King or Whataburger mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Plenty, but I'm talking definitely about the, the one by our house. I don't even think they yeah. sell burgers out of the Burger King by my house. Well, that's they, what I was going to ask. You cannot get a fucking sandwich out of there. Do you have the restaurants that aren't chains that are a local restaurant, but like they don't actually have food? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the Burger King by my house is garbage, and I don't want to say exactly where I live, but sure. It's the worst fucking Burger King in Orlando. And you think it's just a front? Yeah, everything's broken. Try to order anything, you know? Like, you'd be like, double Whopper. They're like, ain't got it. We're at the fucking fry machine's down. I'm like, all right, well, give me those fucking jalapeno poppers. They're like, ah, the machine's busted. I'm like, give me crack. I'm like, okay. (laughs) That's that I have. That'll be $10. They just start dumping out samples. There's like a fish restaurant in San Antonio, and there's like four of them. Mm-hmm. Fred's Fish Fry. Okay. I probably shouldn't say that. I'm probably going to get killed for saying it out loud. But like, <laughs> you don't buy food there. Like, just you go in and it's like always empty, and it's like, oh, yeah, you wanted, let's throw something in the microwave for you. It's very <laughs> suspect. Uh, you know, um, I don't know. This is a tangent. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I am. I am slightly drunk. I am thinking, but uh, I know we're about to, we, we got to get to Job. We got to talk. And I'm, I'm sundowning quick. Yeah. Um, it's late in the afternoon. Um, you have been for years, but continue. <laughs> but in the news today, maybe not today, maybe earlier. Uh, yeah, definitely a few days week. ago. Uh, the so backstory: the state of Texas like was like, "Hey, no more fucking mask mandate. We are completely." Yeah. And I don't understand it because they were like, "Yeah, no more mask, right?" Yeah. But then like. Austin, Texas, which is, I believe, a liberal stronghold within the state, generally speaking. It is. Yeah, the whole county um, is mostly. I, I hear a lot about Austin, um, but uh, I guess was like, no, 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 we're going to keep the masks. And which led to an extremely hilarious lawsuit where the Texas attorney general essentially sued the city of Austin by stating that they did not have the authority to have the mask mandate and their logic was that they have emergency powers because they're in the middle of a pandemic to force Austin to forcibly reduce their precaution for the pandemic that they're claiming is the reason for their emergency yeah. powers. Correct. So here's why it's funny. It's peak stupid. So it's the whole County. It's the whole County. Travis County is, is where that's happening. I'm pretty sure that if, let's say, El Paso County and the city of El Paso wanted to do this, no one would give a shit, right? Like, it's way out there. The problem with Austin and the reason the attorney general probably gives a shit and the governor is because they all have to live there. Oh, really? I didn't know that. The, so Austin just it's is the capital. place? Oh. Well, yeah, it's the capital city. So, like, Austin is the capital work- of Texas? Yeah. Man, I'm learning a lot today. This is a good podcast. Yeah. Austin's the capital. So... So the governor's there, the state or the uh, attorney general's there. All those people live there. So it's kind of like now they have to obey a mask mandate oh, to an extent. Oh, so the the people that are sort of making their bread and butter on, hey, look at how fucking dumb we are. We're we're yeah. the state of Texas. We're Republican. We're stupid as shit. We're we're gonna lead the front line and we're gonna free our state from you know science. But yeah. they're also stuck having to wear masks when they go into the fucking. Uh, Five guys or whatever. What do you guys? Which is still ridiculous, though. Well, every almost every restaurant, big store, whatever, even here where I live, where the mask mandate is gone, mm-hmm. even here, most stores still require a mask. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the the lady that got arrested in Galveston, where there's no mask mandate because the bank still required masks and she wouldn't wear one. 
So it's like yeah, almost as if uh, private businesses have every authority. Well, I yeah, I guess. So is Austin, Texas? I need a little bit more clarification. Is yeah. Austin, Texas, the city saying, "Hey, within the city, you still have to wear masks," or are private businesses within Austin kind of just like, "No, no, no, we're going to keep the mask rules." As the a city, okay. Actually, the whole county and the city are both pretty liberal, right? Mm-hmm. It is like the liberal stronghold of Texas, and they've San elected Antonio. liberals to lead their city. So, yeah, and county. So, right. the city and the county are maintaining it for businesses. If you have a business, you have to have mask rules. Right. Whereas in most of the rest of the state, where I live included, this most businesses are still doing it anyways. But there are exceptions for sure. Mm-hmm. There's, and now even even the places that so for instance Home Depot requires it mm-hmm. um, still. But I'll be damned if half of the people in there are wearing them. Like they're basically like, I dare you to throw me out. Kind of is the vibe when you, I hate it. I've had to go in there a bunch this past week to build my fence, mm-hmm. and it's just fucking. Yeah, half on, half of them. And then the ones that don't have them on just glare at you for wearing one. It's so fucking stupid. I don't understand. And this is what I was thinking about. There was a, there was a famous post on Joe Rogan, uh, our Joe Rogan uh, sure. on Reddit. But, but basically it was like there was this guy who was making fun of people wearing masks. But he was also a guy that would wear like the full plate carrier and yeah. carry like a giant handgun. He's like, well, you got to be hard to kill. You know, it's like – so you're saying that people wearing a mask, yeah, they're fucking sheep. They're living in fear. Also, I need to carry two AR-15s yeah. if I'm going to go to the post office. You're a sheep if you wear a mask, buckle a seatbelt, or drive sober. Like you're I, sheep. I'm sorry. <laughs> or yeah, if you wear seatbelts, you're a fucking pussy. But I'm just saying, like, if you're, you know, if, if your idea of like, oh no, listen, you're a coward. Uh, the fear of mass shooters and terrorists—that's real. The fear yeah. of a virus that's already killed nearly half American, Amer- uh, half a million Americans. That's yeah. shit. All right. Yes. Just, you know. <laughs> that's the. Uh, that's, that's the vibe what I'm getting guy's from saying. him. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, me. Yeah. I know. But. Um, <laughs> I'll still bleep you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, it was one of the most outrageous. So it got shot down, but the idea yeah. of the Texas well, for now, like, it's probably going to get over. It probably will end up. The, uh, the idea of the state saying, listen, we have authority over the local governments through emergency powers because there is a pandemic that we are actively pretending doesn't exist. Sure. And it is it's just, funny. Mm, 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 fucking Texas. Yeah. I'm the fuck out of here ASAP. It is one of the weird instances where surprisingly, I think Florida, I, I am, I love Florida. I don't give a shit. I think it's the best state in the union. I, as right. crazy as it is, as Republican as it is, as, you know, um, uh, I think as far as like mixed cultures and things, I fucking love Florida. But um, despite our Republican legislator, I, I think it's here, at least in Orlando, and obviously, Northern Florida is its own fucking thing. But here in Orlando, it's it's a cool place, and everyone wears their mask. It would be weird to go into a Home Depot and like meet somebody, get, like ah, oh, my fucking rights. Like, no, no, I'm allowed to. I, 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 I will breathe oxygen and not CO two. I, I don't know. It's just not done here. I, I've never seen. Yeah, it. yeah. But up north, though. <laughs> yeah, well, up north, southern Alabama and southern Georgia, as we call it. You know, once yeah. you get past I ten. And I mean, even before that, I guess once you get like into like meth central, hell, probably Ocala, Gainesville, yeah. even <laughs> Ocala, Gainesville. Yeah, it's yeah, you know. But here, here, <sighs> where the Cubans and you know the the, the Jewish populations keep us sane. Yeah, know? yeah, sure. With I the, mean, yeah, Florida always had, Florida often has like one red and one blue senator. It's not a very, you know, it's a very it's a very mixed state. For it's sure, bullshit. purpley. But, I, but to that point, I, I don't know. That that that's sort of uh, usually I kind of I, when I think of Texas and Florida, I think of Texas as being a little bit crazier than Florida. But Florida has its own version. But the state of Texas suing the the county that Austin's in by saying, "Hey, we told you not to wear seatbelts, and we have the authority to do so because there's been a rash of drunk drivers in the area." Is kind of my fucking. It's, that's a that's a pretty good metaphor. It's almost like Ken Paxton, attorney general mm-hmm. of the state of Texas, sought for but has not found wisdom. <laughs> I wonder where he could find it. I uh, wonder. He should probably listen to this podcast. We're fucking. He should turn to the Book of Job, where we're, today we're going to talk about wisdom yeah. and where to find it. Hell uh, yeah! By buddy. the way, this is the Revelations podcast. I'm Grant Avoyst. And I'm Cole Delusky. And we're on episode 128. Coming in hot. We are doing the shit out of this podcast.
with another episode of Job. Yeah, we are doing the shit out of it. This is hopefully our second to last episode in Job, I think, pretty safely. I think so. I, I think yeah. so. I, I didn't read ahead. I never do, as any listener would I did. Know, but um, I did kind of like just see when the next one starts to kind of get an idea yeah. of distance, you know, in time. For sure. So this episode, uh, we're starting in chapter 28. And if you remember, if you've been listening at all, you know that all we've been doing is this back and forth bullshit between Job and three of his compadres, um, whose names escape me, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. Zophar. Zophar, Yeah. (laughs) So the four of them have basically been haggling it out over whether or not Job deserved this and what he should do about it, right? I I feel like they're like at a bar or something. Because we're yeah. going to get to the the new character that jumps in in this episode, but it, it, I kind of had the vibe that they're like in the smoldering wreckage of his old house, but they're clearly in a space where people can overhear them. We'll get to that eventually. Though. Yeah, a common space for sure. Is it probably in some town center or whatever, at the well, perhaps, hmm. Hmm. which is where you would have a discussion like this or pick up a hooker, like yeah. uh, our like our boy, uh, shit, Judah. Right? Didn't he get one at the well? No, no, no. Judah His dad, banged a hooker did. on the road. That was uh, Tamar. Yeah. Um, but no, the good old days. There, there was, I think you're thinking of Jacob. Jacob Perhaps. was fleeing. Oh, he went into the well to meet up with his wife. Well, he he was fleeing because he had stole his brother Edom's inheritance. Esau's, yeah. Esau, Esau, Esau. Uh, and as he was fleeing, he came across a well, and there were some women there. And I That's think right. he, no, no. Well, Moses, same shit. Uh, he came across some women by the water well, and then beat up some bandits. That's right, and they got Sarah. There, there's a recurring yeah. theme of meeting people at the water well. It has nothing to do with Job. We're we're on a well, tangent, but I like to think that that's where this is taking place at the well. Sure. It's canon. So, okay. The point Ooh, is, it's canon. There's a we we just finished this back and forth bullshit. There is what my uh, Bible describes as an interlude. Now, um, it's one chapter that's kind of a a one off, and it's not clear who's talking here. Um, it's just sort of a thing. You think so? I mean, my Bible clearly my Bible labels this chapter Job's discourse on wisdom. Um, huh. And I would almost okay. describe it as like a I am 14 and this is deep kind of like because it, it, it so in the last episode, the last chapter 27 is is Job kind of being like, and I swear to God, I'm innocent. I didn't do any of the shit that you're accusing me of. I didn't do anything yeah. to deserve this punishment. The, you know, you guys are making all these claims of when you do these things and people that do these things, they get punished as you have been punished. Therefore, you must have done these things. And I can knock each one of those down and say, I haven't done any of that shit. Yeah. So I, I, I am asserting and maintaining my integrity. And that was the end of last episode. It's him being like, I'm fucking good. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, yeah, it's it's all about, it's very just sort of philosophical, philosophical talking about uh, humanity's relationship with wisdom. Uh, it kind of defines it, and then it also looks at where it comes from. So let's roll into it. How about that? Um, the first entire section of chapter 28 is... The dumbest fucking metaphor-ish. I you didn't like it. I'm surprised. No, I didn't because it's so long to make a point that could have been made in one sentence. Well, I think that's the whole fucking book of Job. Is that yeah, it you gets have even this, worse too? You have this tasty little first chapter, first two chapters, like hey, here's some shit that happens, and you're like, okay, all right, I know the Bible, I know what's up, and then basically everything we've read thus far is long-winded and repetitive yeah. and you know boring. Um, so I don't think you need this much fucking time for the quote unquote poetry of the Bible. Yeah. But, um, basically to sum up, Job is like, you know, you can find gold in the mountains. You can find, you know, ore and sapphires and iron and man has dug everywhere and they dig and they find and they scourge and, and anywhere a bird has been, man has been looking for vast riches, but nowhere can anyone find wisdom. Yeah. yeah, and when he does the metaphor for mining and finding precious metals, he compares man to animals, right? Animals don't go down there. Animals don't know how to get gold out of the ground. Man does it. Similarly, with wisdom, 
man is the, now the animal and mm. God is man. So wisdom is something that basically he says, no mortal can comprehend its worth. It cannot be found in the land of the living, which I mean, <laughs> clearly for these guys, it can't be right. found. I mean, you Idiots. can try, but you'll just get converted by the liberal university agenda, yeah. you know, higher <laughs> education agenda. It'll turn you gay and liberal and probably, you know, you'll start That's caring right. about black people. So the, the only the only way that we have as humans to interact with true wisdom is through our interactions with God, right? That none of it comes from us. We're not able to, like, come up with wisdom. It's that God is a fountain of wisdom, and we can take a sip from it maybe if we're good and try to study really hard. Um, he basically says that not even death, um, not even destruction is is uh, is aware of wisdom or is... is uh, in the know that all these, the, it's not in the depths of the sea, the heights of heaven. It's just a ton of, of imagery to evoke how scarce wisdom is and how God holds the keys to it. I, I guess, and I'm not quite sure what they mean by wisdom. I feel like wisdom in this context means like universal understanding, which is again, another sure. vague term. Like, like omniscience or whatever. Like why is this happening? And yeah. why do things occur? And why am I suffering? These would be considered wisdom. Me, I'm like, when I see someone woodworking, I go, you need a mortar and tensile joint, you know, and that would be my idea of wisdom. But if someone's like, what should I do about my cancer? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe see a doctor. Who, I don't know. Who should I appeal to? You know, um, yeah, it's, it's basically saying that understanding the meaning of life and the meaning of pain and the meaning of the human experience is, is above humans. I mean, much in the way that. That would be above animals, right? Like under, like no easier could a dog understand, like why it has to go to the vet or whatever, you know? Uh that's actually a really good example. Cause yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, the dog doesn't understand why it's going to the vet. It comes out there, its balls are gone. It's like, why have I suffered like this? And it's yeah. like because you fucking jizzed on the floor, all right? Because <laughs> you keep humping the kids. Sick of that shit, man. <laughs> like you don't understand. <laughs> this is for your betterment. If I take you to the fucking Williams and Sonoma and you come on the fucking rolling pins again, those are expensive rolling pins. Didn't that happen to your dog? <laughs> no, well, there's no. My dog once, once started humping the other dog, and the other dog's fast, so she just got the fuck out of there. And Damus is like, "Well, I'm that's already, right." I'm already in. I'm already here. You know, I might as well finish what I started. <laughs> Classy, and just fucking um, all over the hardwood floor. But uh, yeah, you know, you, like, you don't understand. Like you, that has affected me. You got to go to the vet. You know, <laughs> like but yeah, like you might not understand why you're so drowsy and your dick hurts, but you know, it was needed. But yeah. that was necessary. That's the wisdom I have that you are incapable of understanding. I can't explain to Deimos why he had to get snipped. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, one thing. So the part in here, actually, the reason that I Googled that pagan shit earlier was because um, it says, so it's, it's describing how hard it is to obtain wisdom. And the actual words my Bible use are destruction and death say only a rumor of wisdom has reached our ears. Well, destruction and death are capitalized in my Bible, maybe not in yours. They are. Um, Do you think it's like an entity? It is. So destruction, the actual word uses Abaddon, who is basically, depending on who you talk to, A, mm -hmm. it's, it's mentioned in Revelations as this, uh, this like scourge of the earth that leads an army of locusts, which sounds fucking badass. badass. Um, but also has throughout the years meant different things. And some people say that it's like God's destruction, like God's angel that's in charge of doing divine destruction. Mm -hmm. Others say that it's some demon that's going to be in charge of hell when we get down there. So yeah. it's hard. Who fucking knows? But also the word death is capitalized, which is interesting in this context, because the word death is used, the same word for death is used multiple times in the Bible. But this time they think there's at least a possibility that it was used as a proper noun for the uh, Canaanite Hades, basically. There was a god of death for the Canaanites, uh, like Baal's brother, the son of El, right? The fucking ox god or the, the bull god. Right. So it all kind of ties into this pagan shit that we used to talk about a lot more with Moses. Um, so I think it's kind of interesting. You know, Job is allegedly a pretty old book. It has a lot of these words for gods and like elder gods of, of the more polytheistic religions. So kind of a fun idea that, you know, maybe this is some references to their to their history. 
I, I wonder because I'm I'm reading through I'm, I'm flipping through Exodus looking for the specific verse. I was almost positive that when God sends down for the final plague to destroy the firstborn, that it was mm-hmm. through a mediator. That there was like an angel that did that shit, and I, yeah, the I angel can't... of death or whatever. Was it? <clears throat> it was something like that. Because uh, there was the Passover instituted. I want to go to the specific verse. It's very short. Uh, oh, I forgot how stupid Exodus is. It's like, he's like, yeah, we're gonna kill everybody, and then there's like a giant section that's just like, and here's some fucking laws. Uh, forget it. I don't. I don't care. It's too much. I forgot how stupid this book is. But um, <laughs> it is interesting the idea that the, that death and destruction are seen as like entities, kind of almost like the god of war or or, or the god of music or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There. There's. We haven't really got into those in a while, right? Um, they're they're only lightly referenced, so it's kind of fun to see that sort of stuff peek its head back out a little bit. Like maybe that's where Job was coming from, um, which would mean ultimately, I guess, that the god that they're talking about is L, right? The bull god, perhaps. Um, you know, and maybe they're thinking about all this in terms of where he stood in the pantheon. So I don't know. Um. Well, I know we've talked about this. In, I think either last episode or the episode before where. Sort of the original, around the time of Moses, there was this idea of like, yeah, we recognize that there are other gods and that other civilizations, you know, everybody basically has their own fucking deal. There's, you know, um, and they all have their own gods and their own gods are real. Our God just kicks their God's ass. It's bigger. And then by the time you get to like the end of Israel, it's like, okay, well, it's just more like our God's the only real God. So you yeah. can kind of, that little philosophical shift is a bit, you know, seen. And the if Job is one of those guys who's like, yeah, you know. And we've already seen it, I, I think in the last episode even, we had the part where it's like, oh, and then God destroyed the cloud serpent or whatever. And you're like, that's weird. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of weird weird little references here and there. And we kind of mentioned this at the beginning, like, hey, look out for these. That There's a lot of weird references that kind of go, well, I don't know exactly when Job is. Yeah. What his beliefs are. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a mystery. It definitely, the not, no one referenced in any of this kind of ties into any other point of, of Hebrew history. So it's hard to, to, you know, put your finger down on what, exactly is his deal but oh well i mean and and i think we've kind of seen this before where i'm not quite sure what it means we need to discuss it maybe where they're kind of like oh yeah god is great and just and wise but all we really know for certain is that he's powerful because we attribute these things to him death destruction you know chaos you know it even gets specifically to that with the very last verse in the chapter when it says, in fact, you know, stop looking for wisdom, basically. Stop looking for the answers to these questions that God knows. And as far as humans concerned, he says, it says, he said to the human race, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. So that's all you need to know, basically. Like you say to your kids, right? Like, you don't need to know why you have to eat your vegetables. You just need to fucking do it so I don't have to hit you. And maybe that's the point. Like, have you ever seen, I think it was Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey and yeah. Morgan Freeman? Okay. I uh, I didn't like that movie. Um, I, I thought it was cute, but it was like the very tail end. You, you just couldn't stand the idea of a black god, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, if Morgan Freeman was my god, I'd be all right with it. Yeah, but, um, for sure. But it, it was like, you know, things went kind of south. You know, he, he's been having a grand old time pretending to be God. And then things kind of start going south. And he's like, you know what, God, I give myself to you. I give myself to your wisdom. You're the only one that knows. I was like, oh, that was a little bit ham-fisted. Yeah. And I wasn't quite sure how Jim Carrey came to that conclusion. Uh, and, and that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, is the whole point 
that, yeah, suffering is human. We had 27 fucking chapters to discuss this, that bad things happen. You may think you don't deserve it. You may think you've done nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. Just so we're clear, shut the fuck up. Don't question yeah. it. You, the yeah, best you can have... hope for is to worship God and and hope that whatever comes your way is good or bad, you know? Yeah, and I don't have to explain to you why Jennifer Aniston's titties don't need to be bigger. <laughs> exactly. All yeah. right. These are the facts. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, like, maybe that's a little they, – they slipped it right there in the last second. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm wondering – it's weird that nobody – well, I guess maybe they kind of said it. But it would – Job kind of maybe stumbles on it at the end here where he's been having this conversation with his bros, if you want to call them that, you know, of, oh, I don't know why I deserve this. I don't know why this. And and no, no point did him say, you know what you need to do? You need to shut the fuck up and just understand that the ultimate wisdom is for you just to fear God. Yeah. Um, I think that is is sort of – and that's – We'll probably spend more time on this chapter than we will on the rest of the chapters today, because that is the point of Job, I think, at the end. And Job is the one saying this, I guess, is sort of the implication, which means he kind of gets it uh, where the other guys didn't. It is kind of a weird change of pace. I mean, I guess because he's been kind of consistently arguing, and we're going to get to it more and more and more, that what Job really wants is to speak to God, find out what the fuck he did, find out why God is punishing him, and then, if possible, plead his case. You know? Yeah, and yeah that makes sense. It sounds like here at the end, it sounds like what Job wishes there was, initially, is a court system and a lawyer and someone he could speak to and someone he could plead his case. And... Here, Job's kind of like, but really, the greatest wisdom anyone could find is the equivalent of like a fucking magic eight ball. You know, just something yeah. where you, you're like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe not, whatever. Yeah, just dumb platitudes, basically. Yeah, just, just, just follow this, whatever it says. Don't worry yeah. about it. It is incomprehensible to understand. There is no yeah, I see what you're saying. wisdom you can understand. Just do what it says. Yeah. Um, which is funny, though, because then in the next chapter, kicking off 29. Well, I want to talk about that last verse. I want to talk about what my concordance says. Okay, let's hear your concordance. Um, my Bible's concordance. God always acts with purpose because he is aware of all the possible implication of his actions. Wisdom is to turn from all evil and maintain reverent awe for God. This knowledge of wisdom does not come as a result of searching but it was revealed to Adam by God. Wisdom is not explaining every question. It is believing and obeying God's word. For true wisdom resides with God. Um, okay, this is simple, what that means. <laughs> Religion is an arm of the state. Well, it is. It's okay. used to control people. People, uh, Things like philosophy, things like free thought were coming around, like people were making, you know, starting to ask these questions. Hey, why is there suffering? Like they were, they were beyond the point of just trying to survive as civilizations to where like now, you know, mm-hmm. in, uh, inquisitive thought is happening. So they needed a way to just be like, okay, here's your answer. Shut the fuck up. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, just be afraid. Once That's you, all you stop worrying about saber tigers breaking into your house and, and, and eating your wife. Once you yeah. once you get past that point as a as a society as a culture, then you can kind of be like, I wonder why my neighbor has such a better house than me. What's that about? You know. And the answer is none of your goddamn business. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Um. Yeah. So that's chapter twenty eight. Chapter twenty nine. Job goes back to the same shit he was doing earlier. It's very bizarre. Um. The first. Let's see how many. I want to kind of touch on to the fact that. I think there. I, I've started to notice the distinct difference from how God actually describes Himself, yeah. to, and how His prophets describe Him. Uh, I guess how I, I guess I would say how God describes Himself when given a chance, versus how others describe God. The whole okay. I, and, I, and I know we touched on this. I kind of want to touch on it now. 
that my Bible is like God knows every single thing. He knows every accordance. He's looking into all the possible timelines. He understands how every single one of his actions will affect the future. And I kind of want to point out that I don't, again, think God has ever fucking said that. And I and when you factor in kind of his actions on the people of Israel, I I don't know. Like, the whole, like, I'm going to punish Job because I know exactly how it's going to play out. It's like, well, where were you during the whole golden calf incident? You knew that was going to happen, and and that was part of the plan. Is everything part of the plan? Was was killing the um, Kohathites by swallowing them up with the earth? You were just like, this is important that I do this, you know, like, because I know how it's going to turn out. And then, when again, when you see how bad Israel turned out, I'm like, well, what was the fuck, man? What was your plan? Yeah, that's a good point. It is, um, again, this tying back, to, I've said this probably every episode. I don't get why they included this book. Yeah. It, it I, undermines a lot. I, I don't know what's better. Like when you think about Israel and what happened to Israel, and when you think about the fact that, you know, nine of the 13 tribes were basically, you know, destroyed. Yeah. Um, and wiped away and, and, and mixed with their blood and the fucking Assyrians. It was the Assyrians, right? That's something like that. Yeah, there's about uh, yeah. Judah. Um, we're just absolutely wiped away. And you're like, how could God know that happened? You're like, oh, no, he's just fucking mysterious. It's all part of the plan. He thought that'd be good for later. You know, and it's like, okay, but we never come back to those guys. We never see those guys. You know, I, I don't know. No, it's just the end. The just, rest is prophecy, which just, is what we're going to get into. Right. Okay. Uh, um. In but further books. We're taking a long time on 28. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. got, okay. we got a lot to cover. I don't know if we'll get to Elihu, the way things are going. So so basically, 29. Well, this is the rest of this is pretty quick to burn through. The first 20 verses of 29, almost the entire chapter, is just him remembering how great things used to be. That's all it is. So, I mean, we have nothing else to say about it. Yeah, that it's is him talking about how it's cool, how cool his life was. And then, boom, he shifts at 21 for the rest of the chapter. 30. Um, Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, you're right. All the way through 29. It's just that. It's just whining. At 30 is where he shifts. Right. At, so at, 29. At chapter 30. All of 29 is, uh, my life used to be fucking great. Everyone yeah. listened to me. Everyone thought I was cool. It's an awful humble brag. It's yeah. fucking gross. Well, I mean, it, it, it means something in comparison. He's like, he's like, you know, I used to go to the fucking store, and the guy would be like, here, man, have an extra taco. And I'd be like, you're cool, bro. And then you get to 30, and he's like, now they just spit at me. I'm like, can I have a taco? And he's like, here's your fucking taco, and he kicks me in the balls. But 30 is also a little bit mask off for Job, because here for someone that's so perfect, in 30, he starts talking about the youngsters that make fun of him now, and just says awful things about them. It, like, <laughs> shitty stuff. It is kind of, if you heard this in real life, you would think something about it. If someone was yeah. like, yeah, man, my life was good. I had everything going for me. People looked up to me. I had philanthropy. You know, the neighbors would bring me pies. And now even the Koreans are looking down on me. And you're like, what? That's, Basically, that's what he's doing. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, what's well, that about? He's like, he's like the, the young men that like uh, are ashamed of me now, that mock me now. You know, their dads like eat wild roots in the wilderness because they're so poor. Like, it's like, okay, this, all I can picture when Job is giving this little monologue about how shitty all of his detractors are, I picture Jeffrey Epstein talking to his cellmate in prison. Being like, <laughs> you don't understand. You don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a billionaire. Like, it just feels yeah. really Now I have to weird. join the white supremacists because the Mexicans are coming <laughs> after me. And it's like, I, I guess. I don't it gets even it gets even worse because he starts he goes on like a real fucking ego trip uh and starting with like verse nine you know the young men mock me blah 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 now that God's got me down um they're they're advancing on me uh just like it's very it's so self-centered it, it would be kind of like you li used to live in a mansion and now you've lost everything, and you're just sitting on the street in woe. And then some hobo like is like, "Hey, man, here, have this," and like gives you a blanket, you know. And you're like, "Dude, fuck you!" <laughs> like, like you think I'm, you think you're better than me compared to like it's such an absurd concept to Job that he he does highlight in 29, and he's talked about this before, and everyone's mentioned it that Job was a pillar in the community. He was a yeah. wise, just man who helped everybody. 
He spoke good words. People came to him for wisdom and comfort. And now the fucking ruffians who rape dogs for fun are like, you better watch out, man. You might end up like Job. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Um, yeah, he's the lowest of the low. You might get monstered out here in the wilderness. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, and then that's really all 30 is. He keeps whining. Um, God doesn't talk to me. I want him to talk to me. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I, my skin and that's that's right, so 30. bad so 20 yeah. i mean the whole point is that 29 30 and 31 are kind of job's last sort of argument his capstone 29 my life used to be good 30 he establishes that his life is shit now and 31 which we're getting into right now is yeah. also i don't deserve any of this shit i'm fucking innocent yeah he goes through like one two three four like 10 examples or eight examples of if I did this bad thing, then this bad thing should have happened to me. And not, and like, it's all stuff he didn't do. So he's basically saying, why did anything bad happen to me? I really liked, if, especially uh, verse 9 through 12. If my heart had been enticed by a woman, or if I had lurked at my neighbor's door, then may my wife grind another man's grain and may <laughs> other men sleep with her. Nice. So he's like, man, it's very, uh, I don't know. It's very eye for an eye, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I hope she gets railed by 10 dudes. And you're like, yeah. all right, I guess. I guess is, I, she, is she part of this decision-making? I guess no? that would be fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is funny when people like talk about that. Like, be like, well, I cheated on her, so now she made the whole baseball team. You're like, I guess. I guess that's how you yeah. trade that. Um, it's very bizarre, but it's all that. You know, if I had been mean to my servants, well, then someone be mean to me. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I, yeah, okay. I was drunk and I uh, crashed into a van full of disabled kids, killing eight of them. But, you know, I never lied on my taxes. Pretty Boom. good guy. I've never never once. That. Like, I, you know, okay. All right. It, it does kind of like seem like it, it is weird that he has specifically, again, kind of like who he looks down on, which I don't know is necessary to the character of Job. I, it is kind of a – we did kind of talk about that he was coming from a place of privilege perhaps. And yeah. now he's kind of forced to be in the position of the people he was actually kind of um, sort of uh, patronizing to before. Uh, and he still kind of has that, you know. Like at least I ain't no yeah. crackhead. It's like do you think you're better than a crackhead, Job? You're not. You know, crackheads at least have a, a, a shanty. You know. Crackheads have tons of kids too. You yeah. don't have any. You don't have any kids. You know? <laughs> they got, got kids. Them. They got kids all over town. All right, this is. I don't know if this is a good bit. <laughs> Let's say meth heads. Let's make it more. You know, our people. Yeah, more white, more more white people. <laughs> Great. White people do crack too. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's cool. Um, so that's 31 and blah, blah, blah. If this stuff's awful, I, I do kind of want to just tap on, you know, yeah, yeah. one of the things I want to discuss is the nature of, um, in thirty-one twenty-four, Job. So Job's basically mentioning a bunch of things where he's innocent of, and he's just listing off crimes that he's never done. You know, I never yeah. fucking kicked a dog, never cheated on my wife. I don't deserve this. I never fucking, like, hit a guy with my van. You know, I never I never drove off a bridge with a woman in the passenger seat and then just swam away, you know. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but it, you know, and then by the time we get to 3124, he kind of highlights a very specific crime he hasn't done. Uh, he's sort of like, yeah, I never worshipped gold. I never worshipped money. I always worshipped God. And I always kept him in the forefront of my mind. And yeah. he's like, he's identified, listen, I, I know most of all, God is a jealous cunt. And I, I, I did my best to appease that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's, it it kind of makes me think of how, and this is not so much about that specific point, but more into the whole point of like not understanding how to appease God. It's kind of also how you uh, kings and shit would want their peasants to behave about them you know it's setting up a model or for the for the master and the slave it's setting up that relationship and it's funny because oftentimes in the bible god is referred to in that in that regard right as the king um as the lord which literally like lord also means you know like a a human lord uh, that's in charge of land or as the master and so it's kind of setting up these relationships and it's saying i think um hey don't question your betters you know, 
Sorry, I know that's very tangential to what you were saying. No, but it's something yeah, that I just. Get, I was actually about yeah. to get. It's not tangential to what it is. Tangential to what I was saying. It's it leads into what I wanted, like the next thing I was going to talk about. So that's fine. But uh, my my Bible makes a big point of saying that, like, yeah, you know, kind of what Job is saying is almost blasphemous. At his core, he's like, I don't deserve the punishment that I got, which. At its core, it kind of sounds like you're calling my fucking judgment out, you know? Like, you're saying that God made a mistake, you know? Or that his wisdom was flawed. You know, while at the same time, like, I'm not saying you made a mistake. I am saying God is perfect. But I am saying in this instance, uh, I didn't deserve this. Like, so you're saying that God's a liar. Like, no, no, no. I'm just saying I don't deserve the punishment that I got. Like, oh, so you're saying that God misjudged you. He's like... No, well, like um, he like skipped an, he skipped a line when he was doing it's an accounting. That's all. It was yeah, an accident. You know, I'm just saying, you know, but he doesn't make accidents. I'm just saying, you know, like it, it, yeah. it's a little bit of double think and a little bit of double talk, and, and it's weird that my Bible kind of leans into it. My Bible's concordance is like, yeah, okay, we recognize that God is a jealous asshole, but and notice that Job is kind of slinging some shade and kind of questioning God a little bit, but he's also like kind of constantly digging in to be like he's all powerful he's all wisdom he's where the fount of all knowledge comes from but he kind of fucked up this one time it it is a little bit like yeah we're gonna skip over the part where job is basically calling god out and we're gonna really focus on like look at how much god loves or how much job loves god look at that he's constantly calling god powerful like i mean that's the that's the point yeah it's absurd and and you know even um even as it then seeks to rectify this whole situation and, and reward Job with more than he ever had. It's really funny because it completely disregards his children. He lost and like their dreams and aspirations and lineage just, I guess. And, and I don't know if we'll have time for Elihu just because of how long it goes, but, and there's so much yeah. to get into it. So I, I'm starting to think that we're, yeah, we can save Elihu for next. Yeah. Well, all right, we got two more episodes, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So two more episodes. Elihu uh, is an important piece, but I, I kind of want to get into, the idea of God as a jealous God and how that sort of – how you square the circle with that as a good God. And it's going to become a talking point. Uh, there's a bit within Elihu and Job where it's like, uh, you know, does God care how good of a person you are? And does he care about the sinner? And and Job has kind of mentioned that before that like there, there's a central theme of – I, there's a lot of themes within Job, and there's a lot of things sure. to touch on. One of them is kind of the argument of what is the point of worshiping God, and what is the per- point of being a good person if God doesn't seem to fucking care? You can be evil, you can be good, God will give good people cancer, God will give evil people a, a lottery, a winning lottery ticket, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's kind of a... Um, There was this um, discussion or point, I, I don't know what the term is, but basically somebody, the, the, there was a statement made that the ultimate sort of litmus test of a society and your place within it is whether or not you put away the cart at a fucking grocery store. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've heard of that. The, putting away your cart at the grocery store, it costs nothing. It is just effort. Um, you can either decide to do it or not do it. And the whole reason you would do it is to just be part of a society. Do you put the cart back so that it helps out the whole system? Or do you just throw it into the bush and say, fuck everybody else, I'm getting the fuck out of here? Sure. And, And the whole point is that there is no reward. There is no benefit. There is no difference. Are you the kind of person that puts the fucking cart away because you're not a piece of shit? Or are you the kind of person that tosses it because you are a piece of shit? There's no reward. There's no difference. Are you a piece of shit? And I feel like Job is kind of like, yeah, I feel like all of existence, everything I've ever done is just been putting the fucking cart away. I did it. I don't know why I did it. It doesn't seem to have helped me out at all. You know? You know what's kind of funny, though, is I would would argue – that Job is the kind of guy who pays his taxes, mm-hmm. who doesn't speed, okay. who feeds his family. Right. But no, he doesn't fucking put the cart away. There's people for that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I wonder if Joe puts the card away. I don't think Joe puts the card away. He, he I don't helps think people. he does. I, I, he I, does everything he brings up. He does is literally he does the things that God requires. I feel like the groceries cart is the thing that God doesn't require in I, this instance. I, I I think Joe puts the card away, but I think he puts it away for the wrong reasons. I okay, think I he's like, that. okay, okay, I'm the kind of person. I think Job tells himself he's the kind of person that puts the card away. Ergo, he does it. But he if, makes a show out of it too. Yeah, maybe a yeah. Bit. He's like, look at me. I put the card away. If anyone questions me, like, he, like God's like, I'm gonna punish you. And he's like, I put the card away. What the fuck? I'm one of the good guys. <laughs> I, okay, I was like, fair. hashtag me too. I put it on my fucking. Anytime there's a shooting, I put a fuck. I change my Facebook profile pic. You know, I'm I'm with you on this. You know. Interesting. Yeah, I could see that. I think that's he de- he definitely sucks, man. I hate him now. <laughs> I just his my opinion of him has just declined throughout this. Whole it thing. is kind of funny, and, and, and again, this is maybe us just deciphering it from a modern lens. Because and making when, fun of it. Let's yeah, be real. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. it yeah. also drunk, but uh, there's this whole there's you know when Job and Satan are first having their talk. Yeah. God is like, this is Job. The best man in the world because he worships me so fucking hard. And yeah. Satan goes, well, yeah, he worships you because you give him all this good shit. And you have created a hedge, a protective circle around him that protects him from tragedy. Yeah. And kind of at no point was God like, yeah, like this is Job. He does good deeds. He takes care of people. He's an excellent dude. And when his friends and them are all talking What's odd is that that's kind of what they focus on. Like, you know, you've been a pillar of the community. You help everyone out, blah, 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 blah. And, and Job is like, well, I, I do those things, and I also worship God with every ounce of my being. True, but, which is God's whole point to begin with. Yeah, it, it just kind of – I almost wonder – I don't even think God cares about the fucking cart being put away. All, all that God yep. cares about is that you're like, hashtag fucking love Jesus, bro, and then you, you go about your business and you drive over well, I mean, a fucking hobo on the way out. This God – uh, the Hebrew God, who I think is distinctly different from this God, mm-hmm. does because that's what the Ten Commandments and shit are about. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. Blah blah blah. Well, blah, that's blah. part of it. Oh, oh, you think like the Hebrew God versus Job's God? Yeah, I see. Job's God, L, the bull God, who this definitely is. Well, who is just a piece of shit and scary. In next episode, we'll discuss. There is a central theme, and and Elihu, uh, the next guy we're going to talk about. I was just showing up. Is going the to talk worst. about that. Yeah. Is going to talk about that directly, basically making the claim that God doesn't care what you do either. It doesn't affect him. You know, th- these actions benefit you. Like, be a good person for yourself uh, and yeah. your own benefit. You know, kind of echoing the same kind of basic themes that we've had from the other three friends where it's like, hey, you should repent, you should worship God so you can make out like a fucking bandit. Which is ironic because yeah. bandits make out and they're evil, wicked people. But um, you know, that is a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of counted your whole thing, but I don't know. It's yeah, just, kind of getting away with murder. It, it is kind of just, but I, I bring it up now because one of Job's central themes here is that God is a jealous God. He cares deeply about whom I worship, and he would not turn a blind eye to paganism or the worship of money or or sort of just perfunctory worship. Like he deeply cares and gives a shit if I worship him with my core. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is interesting. Um, like I said, it, I think it'll be good to spend an entire episode on Elihu and sort of breaking down what he has to say. I, I do. Um, have he a, sucks. I do. But have whatever. A, I do have a question for you, as a uh-huh. as a former well. As a Christian, I guess. Um, it is a consistent theme that God is a jealous God. Yeah. And I guess my question is, how is that sort of, what is the what is the vibe on that within the church? Like, when I think of jealous, I think of like a girl blowing up your phone, 40 fucking texts, where are you, where are you, where are you? And that's a negative. But... Yes. Yeah, so it's like a righteous jealous where... God wants our attention. God doesn't want us to put things above him, right? Like either people or or habits or earthly goods. But he does it not because he is a pouty toddler, but because legitimately 
it's good for us to have him above all those things because he did create us. And so that he's like right to be jealous. So in the same way that like at a, is a jealous girlfriend normally a bad thing? Yes. Cause it means like, Oh, you talk, you know, you have a text from a female classmate and she gets mad at you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like bad jealous, but there was also good jealous. Like if she sees you feeling up another girl, she's jealous and she's right to be. I, I, so I, I, I guess think God the- is, yeah, I, in that other column. I guess the point is like she's jealous that you're filling up another girl, and it's like you know you're gonna get fucking divorced. Like you know if yeah. you keep this up, it's gonna ruin your life. I, I hope you like eating ramen out of a fucking uh, paper bowl. Yeah, yeah. In a motel, that's what you're. That's where you're headed if you keep down this path. It's it's for your benefit. I guess I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's my that's my because same with anger, right? Like you know a lot of times the Bible says don't be quick to anger and all this shit, but sometimes anger is okay. And like God's anger, mm-hmm. you know, it's that they're not exactly sins, but they're, it is weird though. Cause they're emotions, right? Jealousy, anger, these things that God experiences, right? I want to say pride in Job, you know, in the beginning of this book. Certainly. Um, he, he's definitely flexing on Satan for no fucking reason. Yeah. Which is funny. Pride. Cause then you get into Catholics, like having the seven deadly sins and like half of them are things that God does on the reg. So it's kind of funny. Like obviously <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. It is kind of weird, especially when you. And I guess maybe that's the point. I, we're we're on we're on a tangent. This episode's yeah. done. But yeah, it. If you were a Jew, and you're living in Israel, I could almost understand if the knowledge of your being is like the fucking steps people to the north and the Egyptians to the south. And kind of the tribe countries to the to the west, you know. You, I almost could think to yourself like, "Wow, the world's fucking tiny." It's just you know we we kind of know everybody, and we're at the center of it, and we are important. And hmm. then when you kind of scan out and understand that, like at this point, like you know, in the Central America, and and you know, people were building roads and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the cigarettes and all that. Yeah, yeah, and that that the world is just so much bigger and, you know, entire civilizations are forming empires at the same time that a bunch of Jews are struggling to fight a bunch of other slightly Semitic people over some... Yeah, equally Semitic. Over over a very small piece of property, you know, it it does kind of make it seem absurd. And I don't know if that is deeper or weaker... Like if it, if it if it just makes Israel more important or makes God less important, I, I don't I don't know. It is interesting. I mean, those are the some of the more compelling issues I would probably have with the Bible to begin with. So you know, like yeah. God's like this is really important, and I'm fucking focusing on these like eight dudes in this one local region, and I care very deeply what they're up to because I care about the the worship of all mankind, except for the tribes twenty miles west where they can go fuck themselves. And I'm yeah. completely unaware of people building fucking pyramids. Listen, brother, it sounds like you're doing a lot of thinking. Were you there when God created the earth? <laughs> you know, why, why even bother attempting wisdom? You know, there, there's only one place for it right here in this podcast. Yep, <laughs> that's right. This is a font of wisdom and uh, introspection. And looking and, inside and, we're like, and looking we're, outside. It's, it's more like God the Bible is coming wisdom into our mouths and you and me are just kind of swapping it back and forth. Yeah. We're snowballing it as they call it. I think. (laughs) And some of it's leaking out into your ear. Yeah. You guys are like uh, little kittens below us as we snowball come lapping it up like milk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you, I thought I was prepared for anything. (laughs) Okay. So if you don't already, you still can't follow us on Twitter because we don't have one yet. Yeah. Waiting on Cole to get around to now, that. Now, you know what? Um, Fuck it. I, are we getting back? I guess we're yeah, the thing. Or, I, I'm going with the Don Jr. thing, and I'm just going to give up on it. I just I quit. Okay, fair a enough. A lot of people we'll are just give giving a, up on Twitter. Make us a Reddit or something. I don't know. Well, I guess Reddit's dying, too. I think PewDiePie Whatever. dumped Twitter, do so it's, we, it's dead. Do we need a TikTok? Oh, God. I guess. We should do, do Or what if we made it? What if we made a, a paid Snapchat and we would send like Bible related? <laughs> Let's make an OnlyFans. <laughs> I mean, we could. We could. You joke, but yeah, we could absolutely do that. That's true. Something to think about. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Well, 
If you uh, don't already follow us on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Bible Boys with a Z. And you can send us an email at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Did you do any work this week to help spread the good word? The the uh, the Grinch Act? <laughs> my, my new Bible. I, I Yeah, let's talk about that, I guess. We're, we're, we're winding down. The episode's done, but let, let's talk about the Grinch Act. I don't fucking understand it. It, and I went on Fox News to like see what Fox News was saying because I just wanted to get the dumbest take possible. Yeah, um, let's just make sure everyone knows. So it's the Guarding Readers' Independence and Choice, the Grinch Act. Yeah. So go which I don't understand. What the so first of all, the idea of the Republicans and conservatives trying to pretend that they're like against censorship now, like as, you know, now that now that the fucking worm has turned. Now they're yeah. like, oh no, we're we against censorship. We 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 stand for children's choice because their shit's getting canceled now. When they were entirely the party of like burning books and getting angry and, and censoring communist fucking pamphlets and yeah. shit like that, you know. And, yeah, like fucking, they're trying to censor Huckleberry Finn when that came yeah, out. Yeah, if, if you're gonna show up to a fuck it, it, the the party of counter protesting Black Lives Matter now pretending that they give a goddamn about censorship is absurd. You know, yeah. We just wanted it's to like show a, up to silence black people from being able to protest that their lives matter. But if anyone comes after my fucking children's book, I'm going to get angry. Yeah, they're going to talk about their persecution decades from now. The big, <laughs> the big leftist green scare when they try to get rid of the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. So I, I guess, and here's the thing that bothered me. So the point is, is that it, it it basically is saying that it will withhold federal funding for any government agency that censors books. So the irony is that I think I actually agree with this, but I don't think these people have thought it fucking through. Uh, no, it's awful. G- the give it agency, government agencies have been doing that. Uh, the Coast Guard would not let me read hardcore pornography on the uh. mess deck while I was eating lunch. <laughs> 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 All right, so so censorship. You, so this is the, this would be a fine time for the Grinch. I would love it if there's just some general being called into a meeting, like "What's up?" Like, yeah, some guy was jerking off on the bridge, and they took his magazine away, and they're like, "My God, cancel culture! We got to fucking stop this shit." I want uh, I want government agencies to start enforcing that children will read literature that helps dispel myths about transphobia. Um. Because you don't want to censor it. Like, it would just be so funny in that moment, you know, for them to... Because they're going to scream about... Like, they're all screaming about uh, music that's offensive, right? They hate right. the new awesome Lil Nas X video. <laughs> One know. of the best a, music I haven't, videos I still I've haven't ever seen. seen it, but... Oh, my God. Watch it. It I, rocks. I, I, they, you know, they're, I, I, they're upset about wet pussies. They're upset about everything. Right. But then the moment that a man's estate decides to stop publishing some shitty books that no one read anyway... Right. Then it's the the sky is falling. We got to stop this. We need the Grinch Act. It is absurd that Tucker Carlson will have an entire fucking segment about how WAP at the Grammys, something no one watched anyway, is damaging children and destroying our culture. But then like, oh, well, they're fucking removing children's book from publication. A private company is removing their own books that this is, oh, God, they've gone too far. Wait till they come for you. They're going to come after uh, nonsense, you know, and they're going to kill us all. and They're going to destroy our culture. It's just you guys are cancel culture. What is the fucking thought process here? I don't get it. Yeah. And then let's not even talk about the 180 they made. Just a year ago, it feels like, they were screaming about the war on Christmas. Now they literally are naming acts after the Osama bin Laden of Christmas. (laughs) 